the Links and Locks podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Links and Locks Best Bets Podcast. I'm Jason Sobel from the Action Network. He is Ben Everell from Golf Bet, and as always, we're going to go through 18 holes, make 18 bets on this week's Zurich Classic of New Orleans. Before we go any further, though, i got to tell you all the good stuff. As a reminder, the Links and Locks Podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand, Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer in New Jersey and Colorado. Bet $1 on any game. Get $200 for free. Benny, before we get to New Orleans, let's rehash a little Harbor Town. Matt Fitzpatrick is your winner over Jordan Spieth at a playoff where he nearly holed out on the third playoff hole. Fun stuff from Fitzy, who uh, I guess if he's got a little background on a golf course, we should bet him these days. Uh, mate, I'm pretty sure you might have tipped off the listeners to old Fitz. We talked about how uh, he was one of your picks. And also, um, I mentioned the story about how he loves the joint. He's been going there since before he was a professional golfer with his family. And, you know, it finally paid off for him, all that love for the the place. Um, it was great to see Fitz come through. Um, also, uh, not that I've got anything against Jordan Smith, but when you tell us you're too exhausted to win and then you almost win, that's annoying. Don't do that anymore, Jordan. <laughs> I believe, and I was looking for the quote, I believe Rory McIlroy said something very similar prior to the RBC Canadian Open last year and wound up winning that golf tournament. So uh, maybe there's something to be said for the next time a guy says he's exhausted and really needs a week off and he's playing instead, pick him because for whatever reason, (laughs) that tends to work out. All right, let's get to the Zurich, Benny. Obviously, two-man teams this week. We'll get into some strategies as we get there, but uh, for a little reminder for the people, four ball, which is essentially best ball format for the first and third rounds, foursomes alternate shot for the second and fourth rounds. And yeah, I'm I'm gonna go off out and remit, admit it right off the bat, Benny. Uh, not my favorite event of the year from a prognostication standpoint. How's that sound? Yeah, look, it's obviously a lot of fun to watch, and being there since they made the change, I. I can attest to it. It has reinvigorated the tournament, the, the tournament, and given it um, something different that I really love for New Orleans and that city. Um, but it is very tough to pick because while we do see, you know, Ryder Cups and Presidents Cups and and whatnot, we we don't see a lot of the guys in those. And and it's a long time since many of these guys have played alternate shot. They're individual athletes most of the time, um, and now they have to team up and and deal with each other. Now, when you play your own ball in four ball. You know, you can still just play your own game. But when you're in that alternate shot format, there's definitely needs to be some cohesion of game, need to be some understanding of each other. And that's the 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 intangible this week is you do have to, you know, look around for guys that do like each other and get along. Um, if you don't, you're probably going to be struggling because, you know, we've seen winners, uh, mates basically, winning these yeah. things or going close to winning. Um, so you do have to keep that in mind when you're making your choices this week. And um, yeah. Yeah. And that's going to go a long way towards some of my decisions, as you'll hear in just a second here. And uh, yeah, by the way, you make a good point. I say it's not a great week from a betting and a prognostication standpoint, but it is. A, if I'm a PGA Tour player, I'm like, this is our member member tournament. This is fun. Yes. 
Like I, I would have a blast playing in this thing. They've got walk-up music on the first tee. You're hanging out with a buddy all week. It's not just you on your own with your caddy. I mean, there's a lot of good things. I love the outside of the box think box thinking. I'm certainly not suggesting that this is a week where we go, oh man, this stinks. It's a terrible tournament. It's actually a really fun tournament. It's just not quite a great tournament from a betting standpoint. Yes. So then all that said, let's get into it and make some bets for the people. Uh, hole number one for the Zora Classic, Benny. You're on the tee. Swing away. Well, for those out there who haven't looked already, there, there are a, a very, very, very short priced favorites in this. There's the defending champion, Xander Shoplay and Patrick Gantley, plus 400 or even less. I think it's a plus 290 in places to win this tournament. Ridiculous um, early. But, you know, they're favorites for a reason. Um, I'll get to them soon. But just with that in context, a lot of my picks are essentially trying to find some value in a, in a tournament where there's a heavy favorite um, and yet they should play well. Those two guys together, they've proven themselves a good uh, team uh, many a time. So I'm going to go to my first value option, if you will, for an outright victory. And I'm going to a bunch of youngsters. I like the 2200 of Justin Sutt and Sahith Bigala. I think these two young guns are hitting their straps at the right time. and will want to impress um, Ryder Cup in their future, you know, potential Ryder Cuppers in in either this year or in, in you know, two years' time. Um, so Hith, as you know, ninth of the Masters, fifth last week at Hilton Head. He's 13th in birdie average this season, 28th in scoring. He can go low. Um, just inside those couple of top sixes at the Honda and players recently. I have, I think that there's just a little bit of value there at that 22 to one. I like that. I think they're a nice team to keep in mind for one and dones this week so there are all sorts of different plays for one and done pools but um i i know a lot of them are just pick one player and you can essentially double up on the other yep. guy and the other guy in this situation would be sahith thigala so essentially you take justin Suh this yep. week and there's a few other teams i'll i'll throw uh wyndham clark and bo hostler out there where wyndham clark's playing really well he could win something this summer maybe you take bo hostler and you get wyndham with him where it's not two guys of equal measure so to speak so i like them from a one and done standpoint um i i do think they're a nice dfs play this week i don't have any bets on them uh here in the podcast but certainly don't mind it all right i'm gonna start out with a long shot and there's only one outright long shot that i'm gonna play and i'll get to it later because the outright that i have this week that i'll tell you at the end as i do every time is very very short and when you're playing a short outright you don't want to play too many long outrights as well you don't want to double up on uh, a whole bunch of it i'll put it this way if you've got a very short outright you can guess where i'm going already there's not much point in playing a 10 to 1 and a 15 to 1 and a 20 to 1 that does not feel like a money maker or a wise investment there so uh i'm going to just have one longer shot on the card this week it's a couple guys that grew up not too far from where i live right now in orlando and eric cole and sam saunders really good friends i mean these guys wow. They've probably played more golf with each other uh, than most of the other guys in this tournament, even though they're not even playing on the same tour right now. Saunders has three top tens, including a runner-up finish in his last five starts on the Corn Ferry circuit. Love seeing that. One of my favorite dudes in golf. I haven't talked to Sam in a couple of years, but really good guy. Eric Cole, we've seen what he can do at the Honda Classic, getting into a playoff there. He's had some other good results as well. They're at 80 to one at bet three, six, five, Benny. I've seen places where you can get them at 180 to one yeah. shop around. Yeah, absolutely. Mate, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gone that deep, but you make a good point. Like Eric Cole is like, he's been going 
back and playing mini tours and winning them in between what he did at Honda. Like he just loves his golf. And I think that, you know, he'll, he'll see this as an opportunity like he did when he got his start there at Honda. So um, not bad. All right. I'll go to the third hole. I'll throw you my long shot, which is nowhere near that long, but I figured in this, this field, 55 to one's not too bad. And I'm going to the, you know, I had a young group in the first hole there going to the youngest team aggregate this week here. Akshay Bhatia and Harry Hall, mm. 55 to 1. Now, let me tell you why. Look, Akshay is like Sith Gala. He's, he's going to be a stud. He's coming up through. He might be a little, a few years away from absolutely finding his feet at a tour level. He's sort of bouncing between the two, was second at the Puerto Rico Open. Um, but I just think he'll go in with nothing to lose. And Harry Hall is fourth on tour in putting. And you're going to need to make putts in this format. Um, if Akshay can put him on the greens in reasonable spots, Harry's going to take care of things for them in the alternate shot. Um, and yeah, so young, excited. Hopefully don't go out too far, too many nights on Bourbon Street, but I think the 55 to 1 is some value there for as a long shot. Yeah, I like that there. All right, I'm going to go to the fourth hole. And here's a couple of international team players that I know you saw at the President's Cup uh, last fall. In fact, they beat... The defending champions of this event, Cantley and Shoffley, in Saturday afternoon four balls. It took a while for Trevor Immelman to kind of fine-tune the pairings and get to the point where he put Siwoo Kim and Tom Kim together. But, boy, doesn't it look like Tom Kim really enjoys the team aspect? He enjoys showing off for an older teammate. Like, hey, yeah. let me show you what I can do. I know Tom hasn't played his best golf over the last couple of months, but... I see this as a really good format for him. I've got Kim Kim at top five this week. Uh, I'll get to those boys a little later on. I thought you might. Um, but I will say this. Every year, pretty much, that so we've, we've had this, either the winner or someone very close to winning has been a team from another nation playing together, whether that be two mm -hmm. Australians, two South Africans. Um, in this case, that would be two South Koreans. Um, I, I do think you'll see someone from another nation right up there contending and keep that in mind when you're looking. It's been a trend. It's not just all American teams that do well here. Um, all right, but I'll come back to those boys and I'll go to a top five play with some Yanks who, okay. look, plus 375, they've been second and fourth at this tournament. One of them's actually won it with a different partner, Billy Horschel and Sam Burns. I'll, I'll, I'll go with them to once again... Um, so they can finish in the top five. And then, now, their odds are out what you might expect because Billy Horschel has not been playing his best this year. Pretty much simple as that. Um, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that somehow with Burnsy there, with a bit more relaxed attitude, with um, having some fun and and in a place that they've, you know, got places he can, he can essentially miss, get carried by Burns when he needs to be, I think they can contend. So I'll take the, the plus 375 top five for Burns and Horschel. Yeah, so I don't have those guys. I don't mind it. It was a little short for me still. Um, but I do like that strategy of chasing fun this week. I, I'm chasing guys who are essentially like if we had a member guest at your club, they're going to show up and they're going to have a good time and play with each other no matter what. I don't want the forced pairings. I don't want guys that were like, well, my agent called his agent and they <laughs> yes. each needed somebody. So I guess I'm going to go meet this guy on the first tee and play with him. So that being said... I'll take a couple of fun guys for my top 10 play and on the sixth hole in Joel Damon and Danny McCarthy, very much like your Harry Hall play a minute ago, Benny. 
Denny McCarthy, one of the best putters out there. Joel Damon can get hot as well. Can't you see them feeding off each other and having a really good time? Uh, again, that's going to be the theme of most of my picks this week. So uh, I like the teams that have some camaraderie going on. So, mate, I've just changed a hole. I'm going to go move to the seventh hole, move this around. I had that same pairing at a top 20 plus 125, looking for a plus number in the top 20 market. Um, McCarthy, 30th in putting, 21st scoring. He's going to bring up Joel Damon's putting stats, uh, which has been a bit of a struggle this year. But again, they're going to, there's probably be hard pressed to find a team having more fun than them. Um, Joel Damon had the three top 10s in the fall. Uh, McCarthy's had three top 25s in his last four starts. They're going to be enjoying themselves. Absolutely. I, I just went with that top 20 looking for a, because as you get down to the 20s, 30s, 40s, it's hard to find a plus money bet, um, obviously with the 40 teams. So that's where I've got them slated. Top 20, 125. Is there only 40 teams in this this week? I didn't, I didn't count all the way down the list. I thought there were more. I, I don't know. There probably is more. What did I say? Did I say 40? 80 teams, 80 teams, 80. Does that sound many? 40 make the cut is what I meant to say. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. That might make I mean? more sense. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. We get it. All right. Eighth hole. Um, too often we look at either for Ryder cup or president's cup. I think a lot of the general public goes, oh, these guys should play together. They'd work really well. And my contention is always, I want dissimilar players for four balls. And it doesn't mean dissimilar personalities, but I want, a big hitter who plays aggressive golf with a guy who's accurate and precise and doesn't make too many mistakes. And yet for foursomes, that's where the alternate shot format is where I went. I want like-minded players. I want guys who play similar styles. I think okay. we tend to forget that the Zura classic is half of each. We tend to look at the best ball format more so than we look at the alternate shot format. I am going to place a little onus on the alternate shot here and look at two guys that played very well last year together and I think have extremely similar games to the point where I have listed them together in preview columns probably a half dozen times over the past year just because I think they're so similar Aaron Rye and David Lipsky just mm -hmm. fairways and greens hitters uh, they're not going to do anything fancy. They're not going to wow you by hitting it 350 off the tee. They usually don't go extremely low, although Rye was the first-round leader last week at Harbortown. But just guys who are extremely steady, they'll give you chances, and I think they're a really good alternate shot team. I'll take them for a top 20. All right, mate. Well, I can't really complain with that choice. As I said, I, I, I flagged them but didn't end up getting them into my final, uh, final nine here, so... As much as I'd like to try to find some fault with that one, I'm not going to be able to. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Like you, you're going to, you've got to survive the alternate shot. Like essentially the winners um, each year have either managed to go under par in that format on the two times or gone very close to it on both occasions. Um, you can't have a super blob, which a lot of people tend to have. And um, yeah, you got to limit your mistakes. So guys who yeah. don't make big, big mistakes can definitely creep up the boards. Um with that, Bane, I'm going to go to a top 10 play here at plus 275 to close out front here that people might not know too much about. Although, if you know, if you watch a lot of golf, you'll know these guys. But um, Frenchman Victor Perez and Belgian Thomas Dietrich. Sure. Now, 275 for a top 10. Why do I like? Well, Victor is third on the race to Dubai at the moment, playing very well. Also wants to prove himself ahead of a Ryder Cup. Thomas Dietrich's got three top tens on the tour this year already. He also, people might not know, he's won the World Cup in this format. 
won the World Cup with Thomas Peters uh, a few years back in Melbourne, um, playing the exact same sort of format that the Zurich Classic employs. Um, took down Leishman and Smith that year, uh, right? And we know that that is another pairing that's won in New Orleans. So um, I think Dietrich and Perez could surprise a few people. Got them at top ten plus two seven five. I like that. Uh, that's a nice play there. And as we get to the turn, uh, what do we do in New Orleans? We're gonna have some fried oysters and beignets at the turn. Isn't that how we do this? Uh, and before we get to the 10th seed, one more quick reminder, the Links and Locks podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer in New Jersey and Colorado. Bet $1 on any game, get $200 for free. We make the turn. We get to number 10. The beignets are weighing us down. Nothing I will say this, down. I'll say this about that, that yes. food. Yes. It may be the best, the best pro am all year because they have mm-hmm. on basically every tea box local fare. <laughs> and they just let the media and anyone else sort of have a little bit if you just sort of go up and ask. I mean, I've just every single restaurant there just showing off a bit of what they've got. If you hang out at the range too, just fried oysters and stuff and those beignets are just firing up everywhere. So get out there on the Wednesday if you're in town and see if you can't score yourself a little bit of food. Yeah, just slide in under the ropes. Just tell them you're Ben Everill, and That's they'll let it. you eat whatever you want out there. Correct. One one guy who uh, I, I think may partake in some of the pro-am fare. And look, this is my first round leader play, and I, I think with with this being such a crapshoot this week, and look, it, everything's a crapshoot, and first round leader bets are a crapshoot on a regular basis. So let's crapshoot the crapshoot and just <laughs> absolutely take a bigger number. I'm taking a couple of fun guys in a pair of ex-college teammates at SMU, Harry Higgs and Austin Smotherman. Look, these guys are going to be out there having fun, having a good time, knowing that, uh, look, let's be aggressive and see what happens. Uh, I just, it's 60 to one for a first round leader play. Do I love it? I probably don't love it. Do I like it? I, I like chasing a number this week for a first round leader play. Why not? If Cantley and Shoffley do what they did last year and shoot 59 on Thursday, Oh, well, more power to them. There was a short number, and oh, well, we didn't cash that one. But uh, I'm looking for a bigger number, and Higgs and Smotherman were our guys for Thursday. Man, it's so funny because I'm taking the exact opposite theory on the first round leader here. So I'm going to go on the 11th hole, and this is where I am bringing in those favorites. You're only getting 10 to 1. Terrible, but better than the 4 or 290 or whatever that you can get otherwise, right? So uh, this is where I'm like, okay, if I'm gonna, if Cantlay and Shuffle are gonna do this again and go wide a wire or close to it, um, why not just have a little stab at that first round lead at ten to one, as I said? And there's another team there at twenty to one um, that you know didn't fall into my my top two picks, which we've already heard. The first one was Sutton Thigala, and that's your mate Mitchell and my mate Im twenty to one for the first round lead. Um, I just don't know how to read those two together. I don't know if they're yeah. going to be brilliant or terrible. Very interesting. Yeah, I know. I like they could they could win this thing going away, or they could stick out like it's such a weird combo for me. But I'm psyched to see it. So at twenty to one, I thought, all right, well maybe that's where those two sort of favoured teams. That's where I'm sort of leaning in the first round leader market this time again. It's almost like a little insurance play at slightly better odds that 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 super team goes out and starts hot again. Remember, first round is that best ball format. 
I can't wait for the alternate shot holes where Mitchell is driving and Im is hitting the irons. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's your build a player right there. I mean, that's right. like, you know, Hey, let's, let's have the best of the best. Um, and, and not that Im driving and Mitchell hitting irons is anything terrible either. All right. We get to the 12th hole and a lot of matchups aren't out yet. It was a weird week. The odds makers didn't even have uh, numbers and prices out for a, a while on Monday morning. And so I'm just kind of, this is just sort of a generic take these guys in matchups, but Harris English and Tom Hoagie pairing together for the first time. Why do I like these guys? Well, Harris English is a three-time winner of the QBE shootout. Tom Hoagie is the reigning champion along with the gala of the QBE shootout. They've each won team events in the past. And so I think there are a couple of guys that they love team sports. They grew up playing team sports. Uh, There's are two guys that probably thrive more on having a teammate than those players who grew up on the back of a range somewhere playing by themselves and don't quite buy into the team aspect. So again, it's just a generic, like I like them in matchups. If you can get some similar numbered players, similar price players against them this week, I, I would look at those guys to have a nice week. Yeah. I, I just missed, missed uh, mentioning them, but that was my other uh, FRL first round leader. Look at, um, I, I like those two guys. They could spring some sort of surprise. Um, as you said, they seem to, just be sort of sneaking there in the background of guys that yeah. could potentially show that they know how to play this format and keep uh, the likes of Cantlay Shuffle on their toes for sure. Um, all right. Where are we at? The 13th hole. I'm going to yep. go to the bet three, six, five player market, the minus minus one twenty odds. And I've got a 28th or better combo for you here. So essentially like a top 30 bet, but 28th or better. Uh, I mentioned I like countrymen playing together. There's another bunch of Koreans here. Byung Han An, Ben An, and SH Kim. I think they can definitely finish better than 28th. Um, SH Kim is uh, another young, up-and-coming talent that I expect big things from. Uh, these guys are mates. They hang out a lot. They you know hang out together and know each other well. Ben An was a member of the International President's Cup team in Melbourne in 2019. Uh, showed his stuff there and enjoyed the format. Um, I just, again, looking for some value and 28th or better. I like those two Koreans. Uh, I will also go to the player market bets and similar strategy here, except a couple of guys who play most of their golf out in Vegas. And I'm sure they've had some big money games, both yeah. against each other, with each other out in Vegas, but 24th or better on Kurt Kitayama and yep. Taylor Montgomery. You've got a whole in. bunch of firepower. Uh, mm-hmm. In that lineup, I really like those guys together this week. I think they can make a run at the title. 24th or better seems like a slam dunk for me this week on those guys. Yeah, mate, I'm 100% with you there. Um, I, again, I, I think they're a play potentially for the whole thing. So definitely keep an eye on them. Uh, when I'm looking for a player market, uh, sorry, a top 40 market, this is a brutal market this week because <laughs> you can't get much plus. The best I was looking for is a minus 138 for a top 40 and someone who I think can potentially do it at some sort of odds. It's a former champion who has not been around in a while, uh, but a couple of Swedes in Jonas Flixt and David Lingmuth, I think that mm. they potentially, at the bottom end of that market, as I said, you, you're not putting a house on any of these. At minus 138 at top 40, I think they represented any sort of value at the bottom of the board there. Yeah, Lingworth's having a nice year so far, yep. so I can see that. Jonas Blix, like you said, he's won this event in the past. All right, 
I'm going to go back to player market bets for the 16th hole. This one is a sell for me. Hate to do it. What have you done for me lately, Matt Fitzpatrick? But he is bringing in, it's a member member for most of the players. He is making it a member guest and bringing in a non-member. His brother, who's still an amateur, collegiate player, Alex Fitzpatrick. He's going to be a good player at some point. I have uh, all belief in the fact that at some point he's got some potential. Maybe he'll be on the PGA Tour. But look, this is big boy golfing. Uh, then you throw in the fact that Fitzpatrick tired from a long week, had the masters the week before that yep. he's not a guy that makes birdies and bunches anyway. So the four ball format doesn't quite fit him anyway. And besides, I know if I was playing with my brother, I'd want to punch him in the face after about four or five holes anyway. So <laughs> I can't imagine that's going to be great for them. I'll go 25, 25th or worse this week on the, the Fitzy boys. Right. They've already, you know, speaking to speaking a little bit in and, um, They've already sort of said that they are complete opposites. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fitz is straight and narrow down the line. Uh, you know, records every shot he's ever hit. And he, apparently, his brother likes. You know, I'm paraphrasing it, but like Big Macs, you know, fast food and whatever, and doesn't care, and, and it's like just sort of playing El Natural. So I can imagine a tired Matt Fitzpatrick looking at his brother, going, "Are you serious?" When he hits a shot or doing something that could certainly. Disrupt, disrupt what they're doing. Um, so yeah, look, that should be a fascinating actually side side story to watch those two playing together. All right, seventeenth hole, my pick for the week. Again, I'm not suggesting that the heavy favourites can't win. Um, they're definitely going to be up there amongst it. I'm just looking for a number that's not four to one or better or worse. Right. Sorry. Right. So I am going to go with the Korean pair that you mentioned earlier in Tom Kim and Siwoo Kim, the only team that both players have had a win this season uh, in this field. Um, I know that Tom missed the cut at the RBC Heritage, but I'm not worried about that. In fact, I think it's a good thing. He's got a little bit of rest um, off the Masters. And then this uh, will come in a little bit more jazzed. He, as you said, absolutely loves um, the team format, was clearly the... Um, CEO or Chief Energy Officer of the international team uh, mm-hmm. at the President's Cup last year. Uh, so I think that when you see that sort of 16, 18 to 1 that you can get uh, in this field, uh, it represents a little bit of value. And and guys who, you know, as I said, they they like each other, hang out a lot together. They're definitely mates. Um, Siwoo makes Tom laugh a lot, which is funny to think, but Siwoo is apparently very funny in Korean uh, and, and also sneaky English sometimes every now and then when he decides to bring it out there. So yeah. um, I'm expecting a lot of good things from the boys and, and hope they can get it done. Uh, I like that. But look, I, I'm, I hate to do it. There's a short number on the board. They're the defending champions, the two best players in the field. I'm eating the chalk this week, Benny. Okay. It's a terrible number. But yeah. I, look, I've been trying to find analogies for this. And the one I used in my preview this week was essentially – all right, if I go to play one-on-one against Giannis, who I think is, if not the best player in the NBA, very close to it. I, look, I'm I'm not winning. I'm not coming close. But I, maybe I maybe I heave one up over his outstretched hand and I, you know, hit the rim and it somehow yeah. falls in. <laughs> if you and I go play a match against Giannis and Steph Curry or Luka Doncic, we have even less of a chance <laughs> of beating them together. They're going to both embarrass us with their total skills. I think that two superstars together against a field of what is largely sort of two good players, you know, for the rest of the field. There aren't a whole lot of other superstars in this field. 
I, I think that it multiplies the efficacy of the two guys when you put them together. And I, I just don't see, you know, they're, they're both playing well. They both could use a win right now because they're, they're getting close without getting that win. They're hungry for the win right now. Again, I hate the number. Am I telling you to, to lay it all on, on what, three, three and a half to one odds? Eh, I, I don't love it, but I don't love betting on this event that much in the first place. So if you're going to do it, uh, just take what's as close to the sure thing as we could find. Yeah, look, again, because it's so short, you might want to wait a round or two. As I said, you've got the volatile alternate shot. They could have a few mistakes and drift a little bit. You never know. But at the same token, they shot 59 to open it last year. So so if they get, that happens, you're getting even less. And then maybe maybe you wait, and then you if that happens, you just stay away. Or you go, as I said, you start looking at those other markets, um, you know, your 10s and your, and your fives, et cetera, for the other teams that are coming through. Um, and also, you know, some books will show you round of the day, hopefully for the alternate shot for round two. We don't have access to any of that yet. Um, that's where you could start looking for a little value and see teams who you think might be able to play that alternate shot well. Um, look, they're certainly short. As I said, I can't find tell you a reason not to pick them. I just didn't want to put them as my my picks. And, and look, it's super short. The only thing shorter we might see this season is next week when John Rahm goes to the Mexico Open. <laughs> that might be some some serious short odds um, when the Masters champ goes there, but to fend there. But look, you're hundred percent right. They're, they're going to have to play poorly to not be in contention this week. Simple as that. Yeah. No, not even it, just. It's probably going to have to be both of them playing poorly. Correct. I mean, oh, I'm saying like, really if poorly. One of them is on, and one of them is average. That might yeah. be enough to get it done. Uh, Correct. Or at least come close to it. So, uh, look, they're both playing really well right now. Obviously, Cantley was in contention. Shoffley was right there at the end. Needed a couple of birdies coming in. He would have been in uh, serious contention uh, when he finished. But uh, they're just they're both playing well. And again, if they had one events each over the last month or two, I'd say. All right, let me jump off a little bit. Could be a little vacation time for these yep. guys, but they're both serious about their game. They're serious about winning. They're good friends. I can see them banding together and saying, "Hey, we both need a win. We might as well do it together." Yeah, well, let's let's take this um, title while we can get. It. Let's keep a hold of it. Plus, as, as you know, their their girlfriends, uh, etc., are very close. They'll be in town. They'll all have another great time. It's going to be a big week for them, no matter what. It's just it's going to take something special from another team to push them. And as I said, I, I I do have a little bit of faith that the Koreans might be able to at least push them to the end. I can certainly see that. So uh, it should be a fun week for those guys, even if it's not their favorite week in the betting markets. And yeah, you're right. Next week, John Rahm in Mexico. Oh boy. Start looking at long shots already on guys who <laughs> might possibly somehow beat the Masters champion. I'm not sure that's going to happen either, but you're right. That's going to be a short number on Rahm. Until next time though. We appreciate everybody listening to the Links and Locks podcast. Remember, you can find us everywhere you find your favorite podcast. Download, subscribe, rate, and listen every single week during the PGA Tour season. For Ben Averill, I'm Jason Sobel. Good luck with all your bets for this week's Zora Classic. Here's hoping you the green. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.